Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schellenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. Wherever you might be in the world today, this is Steve Schallenberger, your host, and uh, today we're going to have some fun as we talk about how to work with other people, leaders, children, uh, employees, bosses, and just people that we run into life when we have conflict, when we think we may be in a position to help people more fully reach their fullest potential, or even where we're introspective ourselves and think about how we can become our best. (laughs) This is going to be fun. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have some real take-home value from today's podcast. It's going to be literally on how we can exercise becoming your best leadership to get to a better place every time. And this is what it's about. Leadership is the game changer. It's what makes a difference in the world. It's what helps us go from good to better and the better to best. It's that energy, it's that foresight, it's that discipline of things, the mindset and the skill set. Let's go to work. (laughs) Well, first of all, I love this little quote I saw one time and it so much applies because we're all working together. It's called uh, the old crow and the young crow. The old crow is getting slow and the young crow is not. Of what the young crow does not know The old crow knows a lot. As knowing things, the old crow is still the young crow's master. So what does the slow old crow not know? How to go faster. (laughs) The young crow flies above, below, and rings around the slow old crow. So what does the fast young crow not know? Where to go. (laughs) Well, that's great. Uh, It's fun because all the way through life, we're learning from other people. We can ask for advice, but also we do gain experience that helps us be better. Uh, I've seen a couple of articles just here in the last couple of days. One is Best Practices from the Harvard Business Review, uh, and the title was, This is How to Talk to an Employee About a Performance Problem, Six Simple Steps. Now, I'll share those with you a little bit later, and then... Later in the day, I saw another article which uh, said, working with a colleague who's a jerk when the boss isn't around. Well, all of these, these uh, two articles got me thinking just about this whole issue of relationships with other people, uh, employees who violate company standards. So what, what are you going to do if you're the leader to help? Or how about an employee that isn't fulfilling his or her fullest potential. So once again, as a leader, what are the best things we can do to lift this situation? And really, when I say employee, I'm saying associate, fellow worker, boss, you know, uh, direct reports, 
a child or a grandchild that may be in your life or a niece or a nephew. Uh, and so this is, or even another company or a, uh, a client or a customer. How about this one? When an employee does something that just isn't working. So for example, let's say they do pretty well in certain areas, but there's certain other areas that just don't work. An example of this would be that they don't return calls on a timely basis, or they're hard to get to, or their voicemail box is consistently full. So what do you do in these types of circumstances? As a leader, how do we lift and build and end up in a better place? Well, first of all, uh, we simply cannot do nothing unless nothing's the right thing to do. (laughs) So in other words, there are times when we can just think about something, it's, uh, the impact is so big, or that the thing that the other person or other uh, party is doing simply isn't worth taking your time on. In other words, in 10 years from now, will it really make any difference? So today, I would like to give you five possible things that you can use as a leader to get to a better place. First is have your vision, your personal vision and direction in life, goals, your standards clear, uh, both individually uh, and in your relationships and as a professional leader. So having the vision clear, what am I about? What are my key standards, operating standards and core values, which are reflected frequently in your vision and in these areas? And the second is to have really clear annual goals for yourself that are written, uh, that represent different roles in your life, uh, and that could be shared so that you actually share them with another person. You ask them if you can share them. You send them to them. You report at the end of the year with your next year's goals. Now, what all of this does is what Ralph Waldo Emerson shared with us in his wonderful poem, which is, sow a thought and you reap an act, sow an action and you reap a habit, sow a habit and you reap a character and see that's what these things are doing as you set them up in your life and they're not hard to do you can just do it on a few sheets of paper that are kept in a special place or in a device where it's up in front and you can review it regularly the last one of course is you sow a character and you reap a destiny well this is what outstanding highly successful leaders do they take the high road because they know what the high road is. They've seen it in their life, and this gives them enormous capacity. So this is the first thing, uh, and then the highly successful leader consistently does pre-week planning. Sometime during the week, uh, they have a tool uh, that they can exercise leadership uh, and actually plan out the week before it starts. And they do this once again in the context of their roles, And what are the most important things I can do this week by my roles? They take a few moments and reflect on their calendar for the next two to three, four months out. And then they put it all in this box. Uh, It's nice to have a tool. The Becoming Your Best Weekly Planner is one of the best I've seen. You just open up the week and it leads you through this. So once you start your week, this brings it all together. We call this setting up a strategic rhythm and it helps you get out of a routine so number one thing that a highly successful leader can do to help 
yourself and others, is to set up this strategic rhythm. Clear vision, uh, clear values, standards, annual goals, and then pre-week planning. It brings it all together down to today to have a great day every day. That's one thing that a leader can do to help answer these questions. You have your own stuff together. Number two is a valuable tool that highly successful leaders do is that they use the coin of communication. A coin, of course, has two sides. And one side of this communication is just listening and understanding the other person. You can use some key words, and sometimes it's a little difficult if you have an an employer, an associate, or somebody that really gets in your face or creates a crisis, uh, we don't always respond in the best way. So how do you respond in the best way? Well, you focus on this one side of the communication coin. You can say, well, thank you. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. Thank you for expressing it. It's not so much the words that are important. It's the intent. What's in your heart? Do you really want to understand? And so then you say, well, let me be sure I've got it. Wow, if you can do this, this is so huge in getting to a better place. It's the exercise of leadership. And once you do that, you can flip to the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin is how to handle any issue in your life, be it difficult, complicated, emotional, or simple. And the best way to start out, and again, you can do something about it. Uh, Leadership is not necessarily passive or timid. Uh, It's just patient. It's powerful. And it's thoughtful and it's premeditated about how to get to a better place. So we can say this, something like this. I've been thinking about such and such, whatever the issue is. And uh, I've been thinking if we did this, that we could maybe get to a better place, and I wanted to get your thinking on it. What are your thoughts? This kind of approach is so non-threatening and makes it easy to talk about anything, and the person may blow up. They may say, how dare you bring that issue up? So what do you do? Well, you simply go back to the first side of the coin, and you say, well, I appreciate your expression of that. Thanks for letting me know how you felt about it, and so you're just saying that this this is upsetting to you in, in the sense that, you know, you're not sure I should be talking about it or try to reflect their real feelings so you understand where they're coming back. And all of a sudden, the emotional levels dissipate and you get to a much better place. So, and then you go right back to the other side of the coin. Say, yeah, but I've been thinking about this and maybe you, the timing is not such you do it then, so you may do it later, but you definitely are going to bring it back up. Because why? Because a leader helps people get to a better place and so I've been thinking about this and I've just been thinking if we did this possibly it might help us end up in a better way happier people uh, more confidence uh, better communication what are your thoughts on I I just really would like to get your thinking how do you see it and so this two-sided coin that you can carry around uh, mentally in your pocket all the time is helpful and when any issue comes up pull it out and use these tools these are tools of highly successful leaders so that's a second thing that you could do and number three something to help with this issue so how do you talk to an employee about a performance problem uh, how do you deal with uh, maybe a, an employee that's underperforming 
One way you can do that is to set up a becoming your best relationship agreement with every employee, associate, or child or grandchild that you deal with. And essentially, here are the steps to a rela- uh, becoming your best relationship agreement. There are these four components. Number one is set the vision for the relationship. If they're sales, then what's the vision? What are they trying to do? And agree upon the vision. If they're production or administrative or you're related to them. I mean, I had a parent attend one of our breakthrough, two-day breakthrough leadership conferences. And we were talking about how do you bring the best out. And this particular child wanted to go on a, a humanitarian mission to uh, Central America. And the parent, before this two-day work, workshop, leadership workshop, just said, no, we can't afford it. No, uh, we, we're not able to do it. And it just shut this down. But once you start thinking about the vision, and so this, the becoming your best relationship agreement can be applied to an event. Uh, so, for example, humanitarian vision. We had one of our sons, when he was a senior, wanted to go skiing, helicopter skiing in Alaska, which was frightening at first. But what's the vision? And as soon as you identify the vision in any of these relationships, it starts getting to a better place. And our sons, uh, desired to go helicopter skiing, it was safety. For me, that was part of the vision, safety, have a world-class experience. Uh, he wanted to do some other things. He had responsibilities at home, so we said that's part of the vision. And then the next part is what is the uh, reward system? Uh, what's the impact here? Now, if it's an employee, of course, that's not very difficult. It's going to be your compensation and and uh, in certain cases, a 401k, and there's certain other benefits, whatever it might be. Uh, in the case of uh, st- our, our son going helicopter skiing, it's who's going to pay for this and how do the finances work. Uh, so what are the resources here? Uh, and let's take our friend who had a, a child that wanted to do the humanitarian experience. So how does that work? How's the pay going to take place? So you can see that when you work a, use a becoming your best relationship agreement, it starts engaging the other person to end up in a better place. So the first two steps. First, what's the vision? Number two, what are the resources we have? It could be compensation or how are we going to pay for it? And number three is what are the guidelines? Uh, what are the specific outcomes we want? And what are the no-no's? Uh, things that we just will not tolerate. They're not going to work here in our association. So now we start setting up the expectation. Specifically, how do we get to a better place? And you can see how the becoming your best relationship agreement is so far superior to a job description because we can't anticipate everything that's going to take place uh, because it's such a changing world in a job description. But this certainly outlines the spirit and the hope of the relationship. And then fourth, the last of all in the relationship agreement is accountability. Uh, Deciding what the accountability looks like, who it's to. And uh, so, for example, uh, we're going to meet every week. uh, We're going to meet every month, quarter, whatever it might be. And so that's it. Fairly simple document. Uh, Four steps to it. But it is enormous. And now, if you have an employee that violates company standards, rather than just bringing them in and calling them on the carpet, 
what you can do is say, uh, so-and-so, um, I'd like to get together and let's talk about our becoming your best relationship agreement, your company's relationship agreement. And now it provides the platform. It's not you against them. It's you two against here's the standard and the vision. And now you're working together of how do you get to a better place. Uh, and you just go through it. Uh, how about the employee that isn't fulfilling their potential? Once again, if you have the relationship agreement, it becomes much easier to talk about that versus the person where it can become emotional or personal or they can get offended, whatever it might be. Uh, so I, I'm sure that you can see how this shifts everything. And this is a powerful tool for highly successful leaders because it works at every single level. CEOs, uh, a vice president of sales, uh, a warehouse clerk, a salesperson, an administrative person, a receptionist, uh, a child, grandchild, so forth. And the fourth tool today is one that we can use as leaders. Uh, well, before I go to that one, I'd like to just give you uh, some of the comments specifically that Myra Golden shared in her um, uh, article on, uh, well, this is how to talk to an employee about performance problems. But now think about it in context of what we've just talked about, some of this backdrop. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is the example she uses in her article. The first email in Emma's inbox that morning was from her manager. The subject line read, please stop by my office. Oh my. Emma immediately had a feeling of panic and her heart began to race. She didn't know what the issue was, but she had a bad feeling in the pit of her stomach. The content of the email read exactly as the subject, please stop by my office. <laughs> well, what a terrible way to bring something up. This is not a way when we're living the golden rule and lifting and building others, uh, that is a best practice. So what we do is we actually come up front and we say, so-and-so, um, I'd like to visit uh, about our win, you know, about how do we build our uh, becoming your best relationship agreement. And one, how does your schedule look? And let's take a look at it. Uh, here, is, here are the six things that uh, Myra suggested in her article. Always begin with praise. Uh, Del Carnegie once said, beginning with praise is uh, like the dentist who begins his work with Novocaine. <laughs> the patient still gets a drilling, but the Novocaine is pain-killing. Well, so starting with praise puts both of you and the employee at ease. Number two step she had is describe the specific performance or behavior you have observed. Number three, respond to the situation. Uh, number four, invite your employee to respond. Number five, offer suggestions. So do you think this would work? What do you think of this? you might consider this. And then last of all, number six step for her that she recommended is summarize and express your support. Uh, so this is very much in line with what we've been talking about today, which is the highly successful leader has a clear position of where they're coming from in terms of setting up their own strategic rhythm. So their vision is to live the golden rule in business and in life. Uh, we treat people right. Uh, we're respectful, we lift, regardless of what the issues are. See the guidance this gives, and it affects how we approach. Second thing we've talked about today is use the two sides of the communication coin. 
And third, if we have a tool, a document like a Becoming Your Best Relationship Agreement, uh, it makes it so much easier. And you say, well, listen, let's try this for a week or two, and then let's get back together and see how we're doing. All righty, and now on to the fourth thing that is a tool that we can give you today that may be helpful as a leader is a simple document called Continue, Start, Stop. It's one sheet. It's basically blank with three words on it, continue, start, stop. And as a leader, whether it be a parent or a partner, uh, a boss, a direct report, whoever it might be, you can give this, you can use this anyway, and it is. What kind of things would you like me to continue doing that are working well in our relationship, in my responsibilities? Number two is start. What kind of things should I start doing, you want me to start doing, you think that would be good of it, that I might start doing that would help me do better? And number three is stop. What kind of things am I doing now that don't work? So just those three simple words. It doesn't cost a thing to do this. And you can use it as a leader, a CEO, a division manager, a team leader to give to your whole team to get feedback. And, what you're, and they don't even have to put their names on it. And what you're looking for are trending comments that are, are consistent, and you throw out the outliers. You don't get your feelings hurt because you build on these other things we've been talking about today. And then you learn from the document. Um, <laughs> I used to do this when our, we had a young family, <laughs> and we had five or six children at the time uh, at home, and we'd sit down on a... Sunday night or a Monday night, and I would give out this sheet to each one of them, my wife and each of the children, and said, I'm just trying to do a better job as a dad and a husband. I'd love to get your feedback. What things can I continue do, to do? What things do you want me to stop doing, and what things do you want me to start doing? Woo-hoo! Talk about revelation. <laughs> so uh, easy to get, and then you can instantly go to work on it. I had one person I gave it out to and they said, yeah, well, I'm not going to give you one for me. <laughs> they just weren't emotionally ready for it. But can you believe it? Six months later, this very same person gave it to me and said, would you mind filling out the continue start stop sheet for me? She said, I'm ready. <laughs> and, and, and you do have to get ready. And I think last of all today is uh, whatever you do, Whatever you say you're going to do, do it. It's one of the things highly successful leaders do. And whatever you do, do something. And we have issues out there, and the purpose, of course, is becoming your best. This is the spirit of it. It's to lift, it's to build, it's to be the best in class in our business. Uh, we have a great client in the Philippines, uh, Sabuana Luyers. They are best of class as a company, but... They also have a lot of competition, and each of their managers, office managers, branch managers, when they think this way, I'm going to be the best, it helps them think about being best in class in their marketplace. What can I do? So this engages everyone along the line. So as a quick recap for our podcast today, what are the things that you and I can do as a leader to be happy? to be confident, to be at peace, to be humble, and to consistently lead to becoming your best. 
to be best in class, to get to a better place, to help bring out the fullest, the best within our associates and our employees and our children. Here are five things we talked about today. Be sure that you have the strategic rhythm set up in your life, a clear vision, which is the direction, and uh, goals for this year. These are goals that are inspirational, that really lift you and build you, and that you're doing pre-week planning that all lead to a great day every day. So that's the first one. Number two is use that communication coin. Mentally see it in your pocket when issues come up throughout the day. Uh, on one side, thank you and be sure you understand. Let me be sure I understand. And on the other side, if you have an issue to bring up, it is, I've been thinking about this and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts, your thinking on it. We talked about setting up the becoming your best relationship agreement with all of our key people. We do the, we've done this for uh, close to 30 years. And uh, in one of our companies, we have 35 or 40 relationship agreements and they're extremely powerful as they continue to build over the years and our average tenure with people is 25 and 30 years that we've been doing this with I mean you get to really get in sync with one another and get this spirit of becoming your best we're talking about and it knits you together it helps you deal with issues that come up number four is the continue start stop a simple tool to get feedback. It can be used in almost any direction. And last of all is uh, do what you say you're going to do. Follow through so that people learn to trust you. Well, I hope that you've gained a couple of tidbits today, some ideas. This is a way of life of things that we consistently do as highly successful leaders that can make a difference. This is the end goal, isn't it? It's to leave the world better. Whatever we do to be transformational in the sense of lifting and building and leave things better than we found them. And every day I know that you have the chance to make a difference for good. Let's all be committed to really doing these type of things that allow us to take the high road and not get sucked into the low road and the hooks that people throw out, that it creates goodness and excellence. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a delight being together, uh, and I wish you the best every single day. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Have a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com, and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode also if you haven't done so yet please go subscribe to the podcast on itunes and leave a rating and review a rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them so now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.